0: A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, observe what is right, do what is just. For my salvation is about to come, my justice about to be revealed. The foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, ministering to him, loving the name of the Lord, and becoming his servants, all who keep the Sabbath free from profanation and hold to my covenant, them I will bring to my holy mountain and make joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. It's the word of the Lord, O God, O
1: oh God, oh God, let all the nations pray.
2: Just praise
0: you. May God have pity on us and bless us. May you let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon earth among all nations your salvation.
2: Oh. Oh God Let all the nations praise you.
0: May the nations be glad and exult, because you rule the peoples in equity, the nations on the earth you guide.
1: O oh God, oh, oh God, God let, let all the, the nations, nations
0: praise you. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless us. And may all the ends of the earth fear him. O God, O God,
2: God, let all the nations praise praise you.
0: from the letter of Saint Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I am speaking to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the Apostle to the Gentiles. I glory in my ministry in order to make my race jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection is a reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be? but life from the dead. For the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. Just as you once disobeyed God, but have now received mercy because of their disobedience, so they have now disobeyed in order that by virtue of the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God delivered all to disobedience, that he might have mercy upon all." The word of the Lord.
2: Alleluia.
1: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, "Have pity on me, Lord, Son of David." My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus' homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, "'Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters.' Then Jesus said to her in reply, "'O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish.' And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour." The gospel of the Lord.
2: At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, Son of David. We are moving deeper into the Gospel of St. Matthew. And as we do, we begin to see how Jesus asserts his identity as the one sent by God. And he also presents us with the order of salvation as it pertains to all the nations which God desires to come and give praise to him to be a part of this new and eternal covenant. And so as we hear the distinction being made in this gospel passage that Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, this in itself is significant because the vocation of the chosen people of God, the people of God were chosen by God for the rest of the nations to be that light of revelation, to bring all nations into the belief in the one true God. So Jesus, as the Messiah, one of the attributes of the Messiah, one of the responsibilities that would be accomplished is that he would go, the Messiah would be the one to bring back the scattered lost tribes of Israel. It was 700 years before the advent of the Christ that the Assyrians invaded and wreaked havoc amongst the people of God and scattered the ten tribes of the twelve, into the southern region all over the place. And so here Jesus now deliberately entering into Gentile territory, and this woman approaches him with great boldness, and she's loud. She's carrying on to the extent that the disciples want him to dismiss her. But notice how she addresses the Lord. Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. In her address, she identifies the core identity of Jesus as the Lord, as God. But also, she affirms, she's aware that he is of the Jewish ethnic race. And she doesn't worry about the fact that she's a woman, he's a man, and being a Canaanite, of all of the pagan nations, the Canaanites were an um, unbelievable thorn in the side of the chosen people of God. You read the Old Testament accounts, they were always warring against the Jewish people. In fact, it is, uh, as regards the region of Tyre and Sidon, Sidon was the firstborn son of Canaan. And if you want to know why this would even be more Uh, astonishing that Jesus would even engage with this woman as he does and give her the designation of a woman with great faith by the end of it. You read the 12th chapter of the book of wisdom and you gain insight as to the wicked sinful things these people were involved in. Simply uh, unbelievable things. And yet we see Jesus in a light that oftentimes is off-putting to us. It's difficult to imagine that Jesus would refer to someone as a dog, and yet he makes reference to this designation, and the type of dog we're talking about would be like the puppy that's uh, looking for something. Now, as far as the bread reserved for the children, being given to the dogs, well, it would actually be the children that would actually be sneaking the food from the table and giving it to the dogs, but you would never find a dog in the household of observant Jews. The Jews kept their dogs outside, but the Gentiles would keep the dogs in the house. So, you know, if you have a child that doesn't like to eat their greens or something like that, they would, uh, in a very surreptitious way, in a, in a sneaky way, be, when mom or dad's not looking, they would be reaching under and giving the dog a nice treat, and the dog is happy, everybody's happy, Mom and Dad are happy because seemingly the children are eating their food. Everybody's happy. But as we see it, this woman comes and she has a definite need. And the need is for her daughter. And she asserts her her position. She recognizes, first of all, that she is not inside the house of the chosen people of God. So when Jesus ignores her the first time, she persists, and then Jesus, addressing the disciples, re- confirms that the mission of the Messiah is first and foremost to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then he goes on to say about the bread, it's to, not to be thrown to the dogs, but even the dogs receive the scraps that fall from the master's table. That catches And actually thrills Jesus when he hears that response because not only does she show great faith in him addressing him as Lord she also identifies and knows her place which of all the definitions of humility I've ever heard the one that I think I like the most is humility is knowing one's place and taking it she knows her place But because she knows who Jesus is, both in terms of his ethnic origin, but more especially of his divine origin, she persists with him because by knowing who he is, she also knows what it is he has to give. And what is it that God desires to give more than anything else? His mercy and his love he desires to give. And we remember not long ago, we heard how when Moses desired to look at the face of God, but God said he couldn't look at his face, and he passed by, and as he passed by, he declared his name to Moses, the Lord, the Lord, a God of great compassion and mercy, slow to anger, rich in kindness. So this Canaanite woman, she's cognizant of this. And she is intending to solicit from the God-man what only God can give. Yes, I understand the cultural boundaries. I know all about tra- tra- traditions, and I know the, the, the tensions that historically are between our people. But I also know that you are the God of all people, all creation. And as such, you have no partiality. So as we think about the Word of God today, as we meditate upon the Word of God today, we see that this idea of salvation being universal, going not exclusively to the Jews but to the nations, this isn't something that was invented by St. Paul, who speaks of himself as the apostle to the Gentiles today in his letter to the Romans. This is something that has been since the beginning of the call of Abraham, which we hear how God will bless Abraham and his posterity to, to the ends of time, in the 12th chapter of Genesis, in today's first reading from Isaiah, the 56th chapter also shows that the prophetic word also alluded to the salvation of God being universal in scope, in, in encompassing all people, inclusive of all people created to God's image and likeness. So there are two things I want us to consider as we move into this upcoming week. First of all, how often has it been that you and I have gone to God with a petition, a particular request of the Lord, and it seemingly has fallen on deaf ears? We don't see any, we don't sense any, any movement, like as if the Lord is even pleased with the request. Is, he, does it, does, is it on his radar? Um, we, we just feel like he's just disinterested, or maybe there's something wrong with us, and we just kind of, after a little while, maybe we just throw in the towel. We just stop bringing it up. Where is it the case that God has indeed ignored us? Is it the case that he has not answered our prayer? That's not the case at all. In fact, more times than not, it's not that he hasn't answered He's answered it, but he's answered it in a way that we don't expect. Oh, it's not apparent to us because we we are oftentimes approaching God with a preconceived notion of how God ought to react to us and this is why a lot of people are put off when we hear Jesus speaking in a way that seems downright rude and uh, degre- a, degre- a degrading word such as this but we have to remember Jesus isn't just another guy coming along just uh, you know coming to hug babies and kiss them and and tell you and I we have to be nice with one another. He's the God man. He brings in this person both divinity and humanity. And just as human beings are unpredictable, we may, as we grow to know one another and become very close friends, we may be able to have discernment as to how somebody might react to a certain thing and so forth. But every so often, we surprise one another gosh, I'm surprised that you, that, you like, that you like that movie or that you, that you actually feel attracted to this situation. You know, we, we always say that to one another, and, you know, and even sometimes we'll say in, in relation to, you know, I'm surprised myself that I liked it. I didn't think I would like it, but now that it's been presented to me, I do like it. So if we can recognize unpredictability in ourselves, how much more is God autonomous? And how much more will God present himself to us in a way that's not predictable, but yet certainly on point with what he intends to realize? Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Directives that are inviting us to persistence, to boldness, but most especially to trust, to trust that God hears every prayer, and that, that God oftentimes looks to us or kind of, it seemingly is putting us off, not responding in the way or on the, in the, on the timeline that we expect, not because He wants to discourage us, quite the opposite. It's because He's setting that test before us because He wants to show us, He wants us to manifest just how great our faith is. And we would not know it otherwise unless put in a position. Where, we have, where we're prepared to do whatever it takes. And that's also in play here. This Canaanite woman, this Syrophoenician woman, is prepared to do whatever it takes. Why? Because it's for her daughter, who's afflicted by a demon. And Jesus is well aware of her plight. He's well aware of his mission. And he gives us a preview of what will be commissioned Following his death and resurrection, when he sends out the disciples to go to all nations, he gives us a preview of that reality in this Syrophoenician Canaanite woman. As he affirms her faith and says, let it be done for you as you wish. The daughter was delivered from that affliction in that hour at the word of Jesus only one other miracle recorded in the Gospel shows Jesus realizing the request that's being brought to him at a distance, and that's the centurion. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. I'm a man in authority. I tell the soldier to do this and that, and he does it. I say to you, I believe that if you but just say the word, it shall be done. And Jesus, turning to The the, the disciple says, I have never seen such faith in all of Israel. And he speaks to the centurion, it shall be done as you have asked. We are being invited to embrace the disposition of this Syrophoenician Canaanite woman. She represents the church. She represents all of us who are, for the most part, of Gentile origin. We were those puppies at the tables of the the master looking for the scrap. And when we come to God with great faith, as we do, or whatever amount of faith, even if it's a mustard seed amount of faith, as we hear his word and allow that word to penetrate our hearts, to enliven us, to renew us in the conviction of what this woman presents us with, that God is among us. And that God has something to give us, primarily His mercy and His love. If we allow this word to move us in this way, then by the time we move to the second part of this liturgy, we should have no doubt whatsoever He will give us what He knows we need more than anything else the sustenance, the sustenance, the nourishment that the body and the soul needs in order to know, love, and serve God in season and out of season. And in light of what we receive, to have the disposition of heart, the generosity of heart, to give it to those who also are seeking the same gracious gift. God love you.